Bienvenidos a Espera, no lo hagas. Yo me llamo Rafael Mansor. Y es tu chica, Nunu Pérez. So, I wish we could speak Spanish the entire episode, maybe one day. But today we're going to be talking about Latin culture, uh, growing up Latin American primarily, and kind of culture, the cultural differences between things like Central America, uh, South America, and Spain. Because those are the three yeah. kind of... Um, spaces of Latin American influence here and wait don't do it we're a platform for the people by the people and edited by something <laughs> so <laughs> we want to use our platform to talk about these diverse issues and one of the biggest issues um, is the lack of representation in the Latino culture so in season two of wait don't do it we won an award probably and <laughs> one of our favorite episodes was with our uh, guest Ashley Mina we were able to talk about the inequities Yes, it was by far one of my favorite episodes of that season uh, because it kind of uh, intersectionalized my the experiences that I kind of feel like I've gone through being Salvadorian American and her experiences as a Dominican woman, especially growing up in the fitness, not in the fitness, working in the education system. <laughs> Just the experience, especially not only because I only I only come from the gay Latino male experience, especially as a male in the Latino culture, I still feel like. No privilege, very much so. That machismo kind of. And she highlighted very much the experiences that a woman has to go through on top of everything, like being told uh, what, being being brought up to your attention of what you're wearing, um, how you're looking, and especially she brought up how in her culture it's all women in the family, and then once and it really she really uh, summed up what I've kind of always said that there is this kind of favoritism in the boy in the family. Right. You talked about this concept of a little prince and I um, worked with children um, at some point in my life. No, just joking. So in my pre-old I got to work with at a primarily Latino school, both in the elementary level and middle school level. Rafi got to be a part of that experience mm-hmm. back in the day for career day. Yeah. Um, and as you saw, it was that very authentic culture, but there was so much there. Um, I think right now is you're seeing we're seeing especially in mainstream media right now an influence in Latin American culture especially now that in the music in the television well not the television not yet but (laughs) maybe (laughs) girl fingers crossed so you guessed it it's a rappy episode (gasps) just kidding Uh, but we're talking about Latino culture our favorite experiences the things we celebrate but also the things we don't get to see in that America frankly shit song but it's also the experience of growing up Latin American because I think that we, as a Latin American of any culture, you kind of experience the blending of two cultures, one that prioritizes only American values and okay. anything to get American values to the next level, and then one that is very more family-oriented, one more mm-hmm. community-based, and this kind of that culmination of two cultures that can get someone ahead, but also... I find that, like, my internal dialect... What's your internal conversation? Your internal voice? That's in English. It's usually, I'm guessing it's in English, right? Right. It's the, uh, one of the many languages that I know. Uh, <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. Mainly English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, judging by the intro, you know that's English. See? Uh, mine uh, is clearly English as well, because I mainly speak English. I'm mostly comfortable speaking English. Um, and even to the point where sometimes when I'm speaking Spanish, I feel like I'm stepping into a different... You feel like an outsider in, in the culture sometimes. And I think that's that difference between being Latin American and then, of course, um, maybe immigrating from the country. Yes. Um, and 
Amer- the American culture, the Latino culture still has, especially in Latin American culture, definitely still has internalized racism, internalized xenophobia. Um, definitely, if you were born in the country, you definitely are seen more of a... You see the privileged. Privileged. Um, things come easy to you. Um, Which is not, not the case, because even when case. you come over here, there are, I mean, just the obstacles families have to get through in terms of housing, uh, job, and employment, and just the child raising. Being at a school, I know there's a lot of uh, disparities, a lot of differences. Um, we talked about it. So I grew up with my mom being the PTA president. If you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, every, and, you know, most Americans have an idea. You think PTA, you think mom, kids, you know, van, that kind of mm-hmm. idea. And I brought that to you and you said. But I thought PTA for the longest time was like something you see on TV, like on Disney Channel. Like, oh, PTA meetings? What the fuck is that? I never heard of PTA until like my adult life and that is like something I have been in like my whole life and but that's the reality to right me there should be Latino coalitions for like Latino PTA Spanish PTA for Spanish speakers and I don't think that's especially in New York that should be a thing but back in New York in my day when I was in elementary school that was not even a uh, subject on the table I can say it's getting getting better at the schools I worked at there was like a, a liaison but it's still not where it needs to be because that's no. not where the focus is no. um, we have so many places North Carolina obviously New York obviously even this DC Maryland area um, in California that are populated and mostly Spanish speaking, but we don't see that. It goes back to that internal dialogue. My internal dialogue is in English, and I know that I could always challenge that today. I can always always start talking, speaking Spanish to myself and challenging that. But why don't I? Because at the end of the day, <laughs> it's not something that is going to propel me in the workforce and yeah, the, we, that I belong yes, in. Yes, 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 yes. And it goes back to that. we, America knows that there's all these language barriers and things, but because there's brown skin attached to it, we don't do anything about it. We and don't you, see the necessary for it. And you brought this up when we were talking about Bad Bunny. Shout out to Bad Bunny, our favorite LGBT. Don't say our favorite. My favorite. He's our daddy. favorite. He's daddy. Don't do he's, it. You talk okay. so much about Bunny, but and don't even. I, my daddy, Papi, what's up? Um, he's popular. And <laughs> they know. <laughs> no, but like he's extremely popular. I, I love yet, how you say it like he's. You're surprised. Like, no, wow, he's popular. No, I'm saying he's popular in a different way than a Cardi B. What's the difference? Um, we don't see a lot of number ones. We don't see a lot of this with him because the language barrier. And I wonder why Americans don't uh, challenge themselves to overcome that. Uh, obviously, he has great music. Obviously, the the, the beats alone. And he's, his influence alone is unique and mm-hmm. so widespread across Latin America, which is still half America. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still like, mm. um, no, I think until we start having that, because language is so valuable and language is so. But they'll tell you the language. I think until he blends it a little bit more, and like I said, he his first language, his internal dialogue is obviously in Spanish. Yeah, he's very much a, a fully bred Spanish speaker from heart. So, which is different than we've seen in media so from like a J Lo, right? And that means his culture. You have to remember his culture is very different. He comes from. He's not Latin American. He doesn't have American culture. And so going back, he said to, he's Puerto Rican, right? Puerto Rican. He's from Puerto Rican. It's from America, right? 
But Let's it's a different get group. Let's get into it. But again, that's a culture. That's and again, America doesn't want to claim exactly Puerto Rico as anything but that. They got no aid during the hurricanes. No, China, like all the earthquakes, they got nothing. Um, and it's they, literally America. It is literally America. <laughs> but again, they have their own it's culture crazy. and they have their own um, belief system and how things work. And what you'll notice is, like I said, just like the queens from RuPaul's Drag Race that come over to Puerto Rico, there's a cultural. Um, wall that that kind of stops her from getting past a certain level because culture is different. If you reference our Armors ep- Armors episode from season about, two, episode two, <laughs> they talk, he talked about they talked about um, live, like moving to America and having to really let go of cultural norms that you find normal, and then having to accept all these new cultural norms that you didn't know existed. And we said it before on the show, but like on TV, on mainstream, you know those brown cultural uh, immigrant stories are not what's there. That's not what we care about. We care about a Nikki doll from France, even though she's in New York. We care yeah. about some guy from Connect Canada. <laughs> like, in, instead of um, literally American stories. So, that has to be the thing to propel people like Bad Bunny up to the next level. And again, and we also as a culture in Latin America, we have to start stepping our voices and really have to start giving the Give, giving the rules that are being like like I noticed that in the black community there are certain like conversations that need to be had like for example Eva from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills called all the, not Atlanta there's no. Eva I'm no, say, no 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 yeah, you're I'm gonna say damn the, I, bitch, the bitch got up and moved honey she said <laughs> no. fuck Nini fuck those girls she left okay um for example if you if we talk about Eva from Real Housewives of Atlanta she referred to all the ladies on that show as nappy-headed hoes. And again, she's a light-skinned woman with non-textured hair um, speaking on darker-skinned women with more textured hair. And again, yeah, it ain't like this is that day. problematic? Because she belongs to the culture, she feels as though like she can be, um, she can say those things. But at the end of the day, she doesn't have to really experience the heart, the the hurt that comes from, and the hurt and the experience that comes from having that hair. Does that make sense? It does. And so, what are your thoughts on that? Because, like I said, we as Latin people don't even have that conversation. We fully accept everyone, like Span, like people from Spain, as Latino or Hispanic. Or and again, so, you're right. So the thing about uh, Latino culture for Americans, another reason why it's not permeating, is because it doesn't follow the American standard of race. Of course, race was not you know purely American, but obviously we used it to really create our country. Yeah. Um, and because that wasn't really apparent in Latino culture, because it's just a lot more ethnicities and just cultures versus, you know, literal distinctions of color. Um, that's why it's hard to, to, to capture it. Um, so the differences between someone in Spain is a whole different experience than Mexico, than mm. Guatemala, <clears throat> than Honduras. Um, and we don't get to see... The interchange and dialogue, though, and I'm wondering what keeps it from progressing even within its own culture. Because whiteness and colorism is so in like so the infrastructure in our- has been infiltrated by whiteness and white saviorism. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, let's not forget they colonized the fuck out of South America and Central America. They colonized the fuck out of us. That's why there's white looking Mexican people. That's why there's white looking um, people of all Panama, Central America. Yeah. Yeah, again. yes. And again, yes. let's be real here. The reason why, and we talked about, me and my client, one of my clients talked about this, and she confirmed it as well. Yes, South, South Americans, like Argentinians, like people from Chile, people from um, Uruguay, 
and it's not Uruguay, it's Uruguay. Yeah. Like, can we get that clear? It's you Uruguay. Something. Respect <laughs> America. You Greta work. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, people from these cultures and countries do see themselves as better because, again, they have that Eurocentric right appeal and that's what is kind of culminated when you think of them versus again people from Central America that's why Latin yeah, Brazilian America. versus but then even that shade but, uh, yeah, yeah South, South American is very known as our, we're darker skins El Salvador so again it's still so inherent and we don't even care I guess sometimes because I mean I've had Latin hook like Salvadorian American not even Salvadorian American people again from El Salvador, as grinder hookups come over, and they'll be like, I'm not leaving my bike out here because there's black people here. Right. And so, so we have, we, it's like, we don't, you know what I'm saying? There's no, like, we don't, we don't, we, we don't foundation for standing up for ourselves. And that's true, you know, for the for the black culture as well. Obviously, you know, we talk about this uh, in our own personal chats. But, you know, we hear our parents, our family members saying disparaging things about, you know, each other's culture. Yeah. Um, and it's because they don't want to challenge it. And again, that white infrastructure, that remnants of slavery, that remnants of colonialism that says, you know, let's put people that are on the same level against mm-hmm. each other versus going for um, the real power here. Um, yeah. Same in Asian culture. You know, we, we have this kind of like anti each yeah. other for no reason. Yeah. Um, but that leads us to my favorite topic in this. The Africa, African diaspora, uh, which, of course, encompasses the idea of the international idea of being black. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that in Amara Naringa. Yeah. We see it in Cardi B. Um, I Do we consider it? Okay, I'm going to go into it. Takashi 69 Oh, he's can, not. He's not. He's not. But, First of all, but, bitch. But he's, he, girl, he's 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 my. He, I'm. Clo- where's he from? Wait, where's his family? He's from. He's look, Central American, honey. Look, all I'm saying is he Mexican. I know it's a New York culture, and I don't. want It's him. a very New York culture. I want. And we can get to that too. And the whole N-word thing and everything. But the N-word there, thing is not. And I want to because I, heard, I because someone from uh, from Detroit pointed this out. When a YouTuber, Zach uh, Zachary Campbell, pointed out he's from. Um, Detroit, and he yeah, said, yeah. "Yeah, black people in Detroit are not here for uh, for it, people saying the N word be- that are not black because it's just not a thing." I've never seen that. I was really sad out in New York. In New York, I want people <laughs> to understand: it's New York. It is New York. It is Portchester, New York. Is anything around New York? It is for some reason in New York that if you grew up in the hood or in any sense, the of hood is the hood in New urbanization. York, essentially, yes. That you can use that word, and that is what it is. Maybe I guess let's think about other places that maybe, but again, even in Monticello, Monticello people, and that is Central New York. Still, people use that. Like people use that. Like so, I guess like Durham. I wonder if Latin Americans in that in like that area use that. No. Okay. Hell no. Hell no. (laughs) Very. It's very much a New York thing. No, exactly. But all that to say, um, within these these conversations, we started thinking like, who's black? Who's that? And what are the benefits and the the negatives? I mean, we saw Cardi B become who she became, not only because she's a a personality, but she brought a Latina flair to the industry. However, she's black and not that it's confusing or it's an issue it's just when we think about identity um we have to accept people 
Mm. Really for how they identify and really understand the, the roots about everything. But regardless, with Cardi B, with Takashi 69 with Bad Bunny, and so many other artists, um, America's finally get to experience the the many wonders of Latino culture that you really don't get to see unless you you're in add it. Takashi 69 to that? I do. I think he is exemplifying, again, Latino. What, what do you identify him as? Is he a black artist? He's not that. I don't think okay, that, but that's what I'm saying. When you don't wear your Latino badge on your sleeve, you don't you don't consider Latino. Are we are we, are we, are we dragging Demi and Selena and Christy Aguilera? Are we, we are what are we about to do now? Because like it, it leads to we need to talk the it's the pride of being Latino. We have to really start expressing it because I feel like they might be in these lost kind of they are in Latin American, so they only pretty much resemble. I, he's a New Yorker. Before I anything. just want to say, does that make sense? Did J Lo do all that before becoming J Lo? And that's on period. Oh, Jayla was a pop girl, and then later on, she was like, okay, I'm Jenny from the block. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. She didn't do it. Um, but, but, you all, but you do have issues with, again, a Selena Gomez, a Demi Lovato, people that... Even Christina Aguilera, it, it, it's hard, honestly, as people of color to see these um, white-passing women uh, do this um, just because they, they don't have any reverence for it. Um, but that's what I'm saying. They don't have any reverence for their, la- their, la- their, their Latino They don't ones? show it. That's not to say they don't have it. We cannot assume they don't have it. But you can tell if someone has it or not, though. But they, they can... They, can <laughs> they, yeah. don't, they don't show it. Because they make choices that kind of... You know, and we know at the end of the day, representation matters. You have to let these uh, children see themselves, see what they see at home. Mm-hmm. And I want to shout out Victor and Valentino, Rafi and me. You're gonna watch it right after this. It is my favorite um, new cartoon on Cartoon Network. It's a Mexican American show based oh. on. Um, actually in Mexico. Uh, and I love it. It's like two stepbrothers visiting their grandmother uh, for the summer and a lot of weird uh, kind of Dia de los Muertes stuff kind of happens. It's like oh. a supernatural show. It's very interesting and authentic. And yeah. guess what? They know white people. It's all brown people because it's in Mexico and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put that out there. But going into that culture, what? <laughs> I see it on TikTok videos. If you see, if you follow Raphael on TikTok, you see him and his sister Fiorella uh-huh. <laughs> do these amazing little dances, these challenges. These dances. They're all little dances. <laughs> no, but tell me, because I that is the best. I need to find, I'm going to find it, y'all. I have this video. We're going to splice a video of you dancing at Latin night. Because oh. you just well, really comes, light up. I do light up because it comes from dancing um, in the living room on Christmas. It comes from watching my sister dance um, nonstop for six hours and some, <laughs> at sometimes at quinceañeras. It's that energy. When you are capable of bringing that energy at a party, you can bring it at anywhere. And I think... so. It's definitely... I'm really at home when I listen to Latin music. I feel there's something like... My, that's where my partier goes to. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems that something that is essential to uh, Latin culture is the concept of la celebration. Yeah. Yeah, the turn up. Why is that? For, there's no, like... Educate these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> I think it comes from a place of not wanting... To wanting to spend time with your family and love on your family and to celebrate your family, but not wanting to have the serious serious conversations, the underlying issues. Okay, we bring it back um, circle. Oh, look what we do in a way. Don't do it, y'all. <laughs> um, kind of... Uh, Kind of hiding the underlying issues within the family. Uh, when you, you have to remember, the Latin culture is 
get is broken sometimes. I think that it's I, gone through so much. When we have to leave our culture behind to mm-hmm. come to this country, it yes. breaks the culture and it breaks uh, the appreci- appreciation for the culture. And it's uh, it's very sad. And I think that what I've noticed in a lot of families, in my family particularly, is what really hurt the family was moving up here sometimes amongst themselves because some of them feel bitterness because some moved and some didn't and all that you know what I'm saying I want to clearly say it for these people um when you have a culture that has been subject to war, has been subject to uh, poverty, the the constant immigration, you're losing so much in, in the process. And does think about this from an elder's perspective? Would you be open to these ideas of gender nonconformity to race relations when so much has already been? almost taken from me when you've had to change so much mm. I'm not I'm not um, saying it's okay I'm not saying it's right yeah. um, but you have to kind of empathize and understand where it comes from yeah. it's not because people are just willfully ignorant or yeah. want to be malicious it's because so much has happened and so much has already been taken yeah. um, and ideals feel like you know real things mm. so let me let these people know um, but again similar in the black community is I guess y'all celebrate through laughter Comedy, comedy, comedy queens, comedy queens. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess, but there's a there's there's a lot of celebration and laughter in art. But I think, like I said, I think ours comes from more of a party atmosphere, more of um, that kind. Because, like I said, any anything I can think of goes off Christmases everything and when we get back to normal life hopefully there'll be a Latino night that's actually Latino night because you know they tried in DC we lost those but I think it's also funny that now in quarantine culture I think that it's really going against like you said we're giving up more of Latin culture because Latin culture family has no barriers family does not social distance that's a good part of me feels like when I walked into my home with my mask on people thought of me as bougie or like what the fuck are you doing there's a little extra you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's family, and you should feel like you can go home to family and whatever. So is that also that that term like that puts it into perspective for some people? Is mm-hmm. That's the comp- the competition of being a American born mm-hmm. Latino and someone who came over to this country is you feel like the the lack of opportunity, the lack of exposure to education and proper. Um, kind of health regulations mm-hmm. has kind of left some people feeling vulnerable to disease but also ridicule not yeah. feeling good enough not feeling smart enough language because we don't provide access yeah. to people that have built our country that have been here before we got here period we have to learn that <laughs> there's the beauty in Latin culture is not cleaning your toilets the beauty in Latin culture is far from just being the Latin lover for one night it's very much it, and it's beyond it's our food. It's, be, it's beyond our food. It is the resilience, just like... It's just, resilience. It's the resilience and the bravery to give up everything, to go it's somewhere sacrifice. Else. If I had to say anything about Latino families and working with children... It's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. And there, there's such a love there. There's such a love there, um, despite the circumstances, despite the obstacles. It's about love. Because... Again, and people can argue that like people in China, people in Middle Eastern cultures have the, like experienced the same kind of thing. But yes, they do. But chances are, now this is no shade, but chances are if someone here from Central America, <laughs> so if someone in, is in this country illegally from Central America, chances are they were poor in their country and they're poor here, girl. 
Um, but what you notice sometimes, and call me if I'm ignorant, but like again, if if you see a, a Chinese um, student from a, from China or a Middle Eastern student mm-hmm. from the Middle East or India, they probably got money. And they probably have exposure because it yeah, allows them to differences. It's the opportunity. It's the opportunities, and we have to remember. Like I said, that and money is also where you lose that culture. Money when you come over here with money. What I notice in in conversations that I've had with Indian people is that when they come up here, Indian people because colorism is in that culture as well. They immediately give up their culture to kind of blend in and uh, like what's the word. Assimilate. Assimilate to white culture. Mm-hmm. There's that assimilation. There's, they live in the community. And that's something people of any color face uh, because white dot culture is the dominant culture. But we here at Wait Don't Do It are working to bring more diversity. We're so excited to announce we're working with 305 Fitness on a creative project. So I'm thinking of doing a video that uh, kind of brings... The, la- the instructors of 305 together and Afro-Latino, uh, Caribbean Latino, South Latino, mm-hmm. Central Latino, everyone, um, American Latino, everyone kind of, and we have so many Latin songs at 305 yes. that we're trying to kind of blend everyone together, do a nice little, pass the camera on to this instructor, dance to this song, and also have the lyrics of the songs at the bottom so people can finally sing along and know what they're singing along to. And we so. want to create a celebration of diversity of culture, of Latin families, so that you and your family at home can participate. Because language is power. And we're all Americans here in this country. If you're in this country, I don't care how, you're an American now, honey. And and we are here to celebrate you, celebrate us. That's what we do. We don't do it. Oh, so I really like urge, um, especially my brown people out there, my brown Latinos that know what it's like to like go home and feel like you're stepping into a new role because you can't. Because there's the American version of you, mm-hmm. and there is a, the, the the homebred fill in the blank El Salvador, okay. Mexican, and be proud of that. Be proud of like really, really instill because imagine. Because I, I used to really think sometimes, like, why was I why was I born into poverty? Or why was I born into the lack of opportunity? But realizing, and I think people will say, where do you get your nerve from? Where do you get your confidence from? When your parents, with no opportunity, no money, come into a country that they have no idea of what they're stepping into and survive and make it and have a name for themselves by owning a house as it's property. It's courageous. It's brave. It's brave. And it's you're able to instill that. So never, ever, because you are an uh, illegal immigrant in this country, feel like you are lesser than. Again, I'm fully guilty of having that internalized xenophobia at one point, feeling like I couldn't date someone that was undocumented status. That's a true tea, honey. And, and that's the reality. And, and again, y'all true, don't know that. People don't talk, people don't talk about, about these it. things. People don't talk about it. It's reality. Honestly, if you are Latino-American, there's a high chance you know someone who is undocumented. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a, a secret. Even as a, an educator, I work with so many families. That is a giant neighborhood, giant sections of cities. It, it's real. It's to, not... To me, it's like how when... If I worked to get on RuPaul's Drag Race, someone to Kimchi would be like that feminine Asian and be like... Like people, like I would have to really bring that to the table. Like we don't talk about that. Like that's right. something that people. That's a that's a dating discrimination of itself that's going on right now, that we don't even know that's coming that's bringing up. And the reason why 
it needs to be in the centerfold is that's why we elected a man like Trump because he used his Latin, platform. He used Latin Americans as his platform to be like, I can't say black people are ruining this country because that sounds racist. What doesn't sound racist is the people that people defend by saying what they clean our toilets. Immigrants, when Immigrants. you really are, what is pointed specifically to uh, the people and children we still have in cages. So we have to really like that's what, and we have to really, and it comes from our voice first. When we have no representation out there, when we don't have the bad bunnies of the world putting our culture in their face, then we don't feel proud of ourselves. That way we, and then we let people put us in cages and not say anything about it. But I think now is more importantly than ever is the time that. We need to have an identity. If you're a Latino, I don't care if, like, even if you're not self-identifying, like, if you're, even if you're not, like, as brown as I am or as brown as you knew, you're Latino. So you have to start putting that out there. You have to start putting that, um, <laughs> putting that forward. Um, but can we talk about the two real quick? The two little TikTok twins. You don't talk, you don't know them. But they're the Lopez uh, twins. They're super cute, super adorable. But they're they're white passing. They're Latino, but they don't know it's Spanish, and they're out here dancing Latino music offbeat because they don't know the rhythms Child. of the culture, and they know Nino. every other dance. Niños, niños. Oh my god, I can't compare that shit. Niños, okay. Um, because it's it, so. We really need to put our culture first, and we need to stop defending. Well, people don't have to lean into the culture. You know, this they do, because if not, because you're all survive. Because you'll give other people the power to describe you, and don't do that. You got to put the put the words in your mouth and tell them who you are. Wrap up this episode. I want to end all in my favorite quotes um, in Spanish from a great movie. I'm gonna see if I can do this. You ready? <laughs> we all know that. We all know that. Y'all know that. Y'all know y'all slept to that. God, I got sleepy every time she starts singing that song. <laughs> um, no, Girl. but I'm here with me, Amiga Chida, Marisol. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so. What yeah, what an episode! Yeah, I, and I'm glad that we got to be fun, but have the serious topic because it's honestly such a real subject, such a real presence. And just because things are going on doesn't mean we can't uh, bring light to it. Um, we will see you in the summer for our Pride events, for our celebration of La Familia, the Rafi, and all yours at home. Oh, you know where to find us, Rafiko and Nika on TikTok and Instagram. And new parish y'all on those things as well. And Christian Mingle. <laughs> so this has been another episode of Espera No Lo Hagas. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time, which was Besos. Adios, niños.